You're listening to the Over a Drink podcast, the podcast dedicated to normalizing normal men talking about normal things, putting purpose to pain, turning men into soldiers, and weaponizing testimonies. I'm Mitch Parsons, and I am your host. Episode 13 of the Over a Drink podcast. Uh, it's actually the name of the show is Over a Drink Podcast, but I just keep throwing the in front of it. And I think I even confuse myself at times of what is the name of your podcast and uh, Over a Drink Podcast. Uh, welcome to the 13th episode of it. Uh, lucky number 13. This one is a fun one because my basement is finally finished. Uh, and so I'm sitting in our office. We're calling it our prayer room, actually, because it's um, got a big whiteboard and we put names and dreams and um, I do a little bit of work down here, but it's mostly like Jess and I's creative space and it's finally done, kind of. My guest is sitting on our kitchen chair that I brought down because <laughs> I have yet to find the right chair to put in the corner. And so I would rather have to kind of make things work to wing it and then have an uncomfortable chair. There's nothing worse than an uncomfortable reading chair. Uh, but my guest today is actually, I'm going to let him explain what we are drinking because for the first time in a long time, we are not drinking Starbucks. Praise God. Uh, we are drinking something that my friend Ryan, uh, brought over. He is a coffee nerd uh, and I say that so endearingly because I wish I was a coffee nerd. He, The reason why he likes this coffee is because of the fermentation process of the cherries before the beans are made, uh, which I'm just like, does it smell good? Um, and so he uh, uh, <laughs> was drinking his coffee, but I want to I let Ryan um, plug his coffee for a moment. Hi, Ryan. Hey. <laughs> no, that's, um, that's, that's very, very honoring. You explained it. Fantastically, let me just say, uh, there's not much more I could say. But no, I do, I do work at uh, Corvus Coffee, um, our Littleton location, and yeah, this current coffee is from Colombia. Um, as Mitch mentioned, it is uh, fermented a little extra time um, by some producers that we've actually had a relationship with down in Colombia for a long time, uh, for a number of years. And uh, what they're doing down there is just super, super fun. And so, yes, this coffee has been fermented over 100 hours, um, temperature controlled, uh, anaerobically, super fancy things that you would have no idea that people do that halfway but, around the world. And, and that's their lives. That's their lives. And it's your life. I'm realizing there are a lot of people who take coffee very seriously. Oh, yeah. And you're one of them. I think uh, that's super cool. I... Uh, I think Jimmy Johnson will really appreciate you. <laughs> um, he probably will have an opinion. I think Paul Harlan. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. All of these people who are baristas. <laughs> Ashley. Uh, yes. DeVries. Yeah. Um, I have a couple coffee friends off the top of my head, and Ryan is up there. Um, I would probably be more in the, the, the whiskey friend category if you were to ask me. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I drink coffee because of the caffeine. I um, I've already had too much caffeine this morning, uh, as we push into the afternoon, actually it's, it's 1210. Uh, but who's, who's counting, who's counting? <laughs> um, Ryan, if you were to, yeah, uh, to introduce yourself to someone for the first time, um, hmm. what would that look like? What would be, how would you say this is a, 
very fly by 30. Actually, it doesn't have to be 30,000 sure. feet. Sure, but, sure, sure. Um, I've been saying elevator pitch. Uh, you have 45 seconds to a minute with someone and they want. number of floors. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going up 10 <laughs> floors. We're going up four. Yeah, uh, yeah let's go And four. so you get um, that much time to give them a snapshot of who you are. Oh, man. Um, that's a that's a loaded question, though, right? I feel like I feel like we automatically want to be like, oh, who who is Ryan? Oh, well, what does Ryan do? Yeah, and um, you know, in very short, I've really struggled with that question and with my identity coming from what I do. Um, and yeah, to be to be honest, yeah, I've 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 struggled I've struggled a lot, and we'll get into that I'm sure today. Uh, but in short, um, I am a husband yeah. to my amazing wife. She is the the light of my life. What's your and, favorite part about her and what's her name? Oh, man. Uh, the very first thing that popped in my head are her adorable freckles on her lips. <laughs> <laughs> her name is Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's, yeah. a, that's something that is... I think that's one of the preciousness, if that's a word. One of the things about marriage is mm. you get to know somebody so well that like, because my favorite thing about Jess is the little dent on her forehead when she smiles. Oh, like yeah, she doesn't yeah. even, she didn't even know that it was there until like <laughs> I've looked at her so much that I'm like, when you smile, you get a little yeah. dent on your forehead She's and like, I love stop. it. Um, but um, so you're married. So I'm a, yeah, married. I'm a dog, a dog dad <laughs> to, um, Arguably the cutest dog in the world, and everyone would argue with me, but I feel like there are some that would not. No, um, I'm a little, my little man, Portland. Um, he's a mini golden doodle, uh, but I do work at Corvus Coffee. Um, I love getting to be a barista. I love the um, just the personal aspect. So you know, we can talk about um, coffee culture and 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 certainly how. I think vital of a, of a business that it is agriculturally across the world and, um, and how, you know, what we get to drink this morning, like gets to benefit someone across the world and cause they're pouring their blood, sweat and tears and their entire life, you know, into, um, maybe some, something that's so not glamorous, honestly, you know, like there, there, I think there are some coffee producers that make it look glamorous and I'm on a farm and blah, blah, blah. And, and I mean, it's other, it's otherworldly for sure, but it's, it's not the most like glamorous work. And yet, you know, people are able to support their families and grow their businesses and grow their lives because of, you know, people across, you know, the world want to have a cup of coffee in the morning, you know, um, and enjoy that. And so, um, it's been a super neat way to, work with my hands and make the world like a little bit of a better place. Yeah. Um, every, uh, every day. And then otherwise, uh, I'm a musician and, and that's looked a lot of different ways over the years. Um, and as much as I've like really warred with letting that be my identity, mm-hmm. um, it, it is very much a part of who I am. It's very much how I, uh, process my emotions and my feelings and, uh, writing songs has always been a, a solace for me. And so there, then there, but there's been a time where pridefully I would say, oh, I'm a singer songwriter. And, and now I've kind of reached a place where like I've, that pride really blew up my life. And now though, it's like, oh, but this is still, 
it's still who I am. It's still how God wired me. Mm -hmm. And, and as much as I've wanted to like run away from that because I made it look really gross. Um, I've right now, um, currently where I'm at in the season is like, uh, I've been beckoned back to it Mm. because (laughs) Ryan's been a little bit emotionally constipated for (laughs) quite a number of years. I don't think that it's constipated. I think that because I, I relate to that in sports and the fact that, Mm. uh, it's hard to, first of all, it's a dangerous line to walk when you love something so much and you get so much out of something, not to let it become your identity because, you, it's all you do. It's you love it. It's all you want to do. Right. And yeah. so that's hard. Um, but then when it does blow up, there's a lot of hurt from that. And so you push it away, you run from it a little yeah. bit because yeah. that's what happens with pain is it. I don't want to deal with that humanly. Yeah. Uh, and so like for me, I was like, my identity is going to be everything but sports. Right. I, my, one of my proudest moments, and it shouldn't have been because I think it's something that I can be proud of to be an athlete, but I was in a public speaking class in my senior year of, of college and I gave a speech about having an eating disorder as an athlete. Mm-hmm. And when I finished, everyone in my class was like, you're an athlete. Like you play, you play football here. And I'm like, yeah. Like, what do you mean? They're, they're, no, but I was like, yeah, I am. They're like, yeah. they're like, you don't wear your team gear. You don't act like an athlete. You don't, yeah. you don't wear your, like everyone else has their football back, backpack. You have a normal backpack. Like why do you, because I wanted to hide the fact that I was a football player. Um, I wanted yeah. to hide that my, like not, and we're not, we're not as, whereas God gave us these giftings, music mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. and he, we should be proud of it. But the enemy does this funny thing of being like, no, there's pain attached to that like shame sit in shame yeah. don't don't glorify what god has given you mm-hmm. and so i don't think that you're constipated i think that you're working through cuz now i'm in that place too where i i will claim that i played sports i yeah. i i used to i literally hadn't touched a football in a couple of years uh i hadn't gone i went to a football game for the first time uh vanderbilt played csu oh, which are my two yeah, alumni yeah, yeah, yeah. uh and kidding, um and i was like i'm gonna go to that football game which is like i did it as an i told jess i, I got in the car i was like i'm not excited about this at all and she goes why i'm like mm. because this is an exercise for me to see if i can do this like to see if i'm at a, where i'm at oh, sure. like yeah, it's a, it's where a, I'm, where am i at with this healing process um can i handle seeing the entire should haves like going to the stadium that I should have played in, but I quit before the opening season of the new CSU stadium. Mm. Can I handle walking in there and not imploding? Mm. Um, Praise report. I did. Um, (laughs) But uh, dude, I don't think you're constipated. I think that you're processing and like people, it it takes, uh, it takes time. And like everyone's process is different um, and yours took a little bit of time. Yeah. Yeah. There was, I mean, honestly, it's, it's, there's been a lot of heavier, heavier feelings. Okay. So very quickly, um, or not, if you don't want to <laughs> No, John, John Mayer was definitely my, my musical hero, like throughout high school. And I mean, he came out with the second album, uh, titled heavier things. And, you know, he has a line in the song where he's like, I just wanted to like sit down and write about heavier things. And that like kind of struck me because back in high school, I mean, all I wrote about were girls that I liked or that didn't like me or, um, you know, there were some other songs. Angsty things towards your parents. Yeah, you know, but um, but I was like, oh, I long for the day where I'll be able to write about heavier things or like real stuff. Hmm. Um, 
but what I've discovered certainly in the last few months is it's like, okay, well, if you, if you want to write about those things, you gotta, you gotta go there within yourself. You gotta take that deep dive, you know, into yourself and, um, and yeah, stare, stare some demons in the face. Um, well, and and songwriting is story writing is storytelling and you can't take someone somewhere where you haven't been. Of course. And so for you, like, I think my tattoo artist, um, if y'all don't know, I'm covered in them, uh, <laughs> had, he told me something. He is the most talented person that I know. He, uh, his on, he's on fearless records. His, him and his band are, they, they tour. He's the lead singer. He, he writes his own music also. And, um, also is this insane tattoo artist where his books are two years out. Um, he wow. moved to LA because he was like, I can charge $500 an hour in LA. Um, and also that's where music is. And so he's like, and then in his studio, he has this oil painting of the queen, um, of England <laughs> that, but she's also like, um, she is, she has gauged ears and like a, ta- oh, like almost, no she kind of looks like, uh, like post Malone, whether she has like a tattoo on the top of her eyebrow and like, um, she's like very much punk, but like, yeah. and it's this massive, yeah. like the coolest painting I've ever seen. And I asked him, I was like, dude, how do you have all of this creative? Like, how do you keep it? Like, how do you hmm. funnel it? Where does it come from? He goes, I'll take full on sabbaticals from being creative to live life because that's where you get your creativeness from is from experiences. He goes, and if I'm constantly drawing on this well without filling it up, like mm. how am I going to create? Mm. And I think to that of like with you, with songwriting, and that's my story right there. Yeah, yeah. And like, and like my writing, this book that I'm writing, I was actually talking with a buddy the other day. He goes, he goes, you were making like, you were making strides. Like I was stoked about like, you're like, what, like why? And I, mm. why, why did you slow? And I was like, because I, I wanted to live more life before I kept yeah. writing. Yeah. I wanted to be able to, I'm talking about men and I'm talking about pain in my writing. Not that I want to go experience more pain, but I want to be able to contrast joy with that too. And I want to yeah. talk about victory. And victory. Time, I want sure. to talk yeah. about all, I don't want this to be such a sad book that it's like, I wrote, started writing it when I was unemployed and I hated the world. <laughs> like <laughs> the world is not a bad place, but sure. I wanted I wanted to get to like, I had to go there, like you're saying. Like I had to go process. Right. Right. Why do I hate this? Right. And this is not reality. This is. I mean, it is reality, but this is not where it has to be. Like yeah. it, it's what it is right now. Yeah. Um. And so I think songwriting is that same way. I've never. I want to write songs with my wife. I think that'd be fun. I've never written a song. Come on. Um, yeah. But yeah, dude. I think just mm-hmm. to like rebuke the fact that like constipated or like no, you're just living. Thanks, man. Yeah. No, that, that, I, I super, I super appreciate that. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, that's, that's, like I said, that's just very much my story. And I mean, there's so many, so many things we can talk about from there as far as like us all wanting to bear fruit right away. Or we're, you know, we look around and we look at Instagram, we just see people pumping out cool stuff or like, oh, well, I'm not doing that. Or like, oh, I'm not there yet. Or, you know, all those sorts of things. But, but you're right. Like, ah, to, to live with authenticity, you have to, you have to go there yourself and you have to spend the time in the trenches. And, um, and to be honest, I mean, where, where I'm at in my story right now, for anyone like listening, um, I, to just free you up, if, if they can, if this can just be a big, like, 
gab session for an hour about being like, Hey, me, me freaking too, man. Yeah. You know, me too. Like I, I'm not necessarily on the other side yet, mm-hmm. you know, the, of a lot of things. Yeah. And I think, you know, whether, whether or not you're listening in and you, you have a relationship with Jesus or you're like, I, I got burned by the church when I was a kid. I want nothing to do with Jesus, you know, where, wherever, wherever you're at today. Um, can I just tell you like, like the, the whole, this whole spiritual journey that I feel like our generation is very hungry for, um, you know, we're, we're all wanting something bigger than ourselves to attach to. Um, and, and I think we're all very misinformed about who Jesus is or what, like, the Christian like walk really looks like, but, but it's just, it's just continual cycles of, of, Hey, like I, I got, you know, amazed by God or I got touched by God or like I had this crazy experience and, and whether that's like a mountaintop, you know, experience or whether it's like rock bottom, which I've, I've been to, I've, I've been there and back a couple times. Hmm. Um, it's just this continual journey and this continual cycle. Um, and, and so as much as I've experienced like some major like victories, I've also, I've also been at the bottom and, and I think that, yeah, the amazing thing is, was like Jesus, he is, he is a spirit. He is a person that's never going to give up on you no matter where, where you're at in, in your life and in your story. Um, and, and mm. yeah, and so I, I I come here today not on a not on necessarily the most like mountaintop kind of season of my life, but in in the trenches. Mm. Um, and so uh, we can dive in yeah. wherever in that. But uh, I was just, I would just love free to. you up if you're if you're listening, um, <laughs> man. Me me too, and me too, and everybody. Like here's the thing: is oh, two things I want to talk. Um, I love the a, the organicness of this project. It is I'm changing the terminology um, from yeah. podcast to project because uh, I don't know. I think podcast makes it you can compare it to other things, and I don't really want to compare it to other podcasts. It is like God's project that we're working on, yeah. um, and it's being released in the form of a podcast because that's the medium that we're in. But um, this project. It started out with this idea of being linear, A to B to C to D. Um, this is how the podcast is going to go. We're going to start with your testimony at the beginning, and we're going to okay, yeah. work. And that's right. how it was like, oh. Right, sure. But it's kind of graduated mm. to, or like evolved would be a better word, to uh, if you want to jump into C and talk about that, maybe we'll work our way back to A. But like Holy Spirit might not need that for for this to be what it needs to be. Like. Right now, it's pressing on your story as D. Like, we're talking about, like, right now you're in a... Right now, like, yes, A and B might be important to to context and to get a well picture of why you're at D. Um, But I think the coolest thing, like, Wally, which would have been two weeks ago, um, he lost his wife uh and had him and his 13 and 8 year old daughter oh my and i'm like yeah. okay well that's going into it you think like they'll probably spend some time on that mm-hmm. for a little bit yeah but we spent the entire time talking about um how he became a counselor a sex therapist and a grief counselor because of the loss of his wife but we sat and talked about porn and sex addiction mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. 
for the like if you listen to that episode for the most of the episode and you would never imagine that that's what you were going to talk about so right. to free you up yeah, like as we talk yeah. like um man we mm. like as you talk to like oh like it's a cyclical thing of um god showing up in victory and then pain and like that's humanity that is all the way back to the israelites of like Got, they were rescued by yeah, God and then they put themselves yeah. into a situation and then they were rescued by God. And then, Hey, you know, they, like we're in this spiritual war and like a war is the overarching thing, but there are dozens of battles within each one. And like yeah. the war is one, but you might lose a battle um, or feel or like you lost a battle seven. or seven. <laughs> but at the yeah. end of the day, like the war is one. And like, that's where like every, like, Cause there are times where like I look at different, like, mm-hmm. and it's, I love the imagery of like an actual battle. Like there's sometimes maybe it feels like we're fighting in like a desert and it's like a desert type warfare. Or why do you think that there's, I think it's funny that there's like different branches of the military where like, this is a naval fight. Like right now we're on a boat. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then there's also the air force and then there's yeah. the army and like all have different applications, but they're all fighting huh. um, different battles in different landscapes against different anim- enemies using different weapons. And so it's like, that's our Fantastic. life. Yeah, sure. That's our life as 100%. we like we're walking into you're in a season right now that is different than the one that was when I just I know your story when you were in LA. Yeah. Like different. Yeah. Um same God, different same God's same same God, same enemy, different tactics, different terrain that you're on. Um, totally. Wow, I've never I've never really I yeah, that's an awesome word picture. I've never really thought about it that way. Split my life it's, up into chapters and and talk about the battle. Yeah, yeah. like that's hmm. um, which sneak peek into the book that I'm writing. Um, but Let's go. Um, I would love to hear what's pressing on your heart as far as like what's like what's going on. What is the Lord doing? Um, or sometimes feel like he's not doing. <laughs> I think that that's a reality yeah, that like man. there are times when no. you're like, where the hell are you? Um, mm. And why am I standing in this right now? Mm. Um, that's how I felt for a long time. And so me too. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Um, that's a, that's a great, great question. And of like where to start. And I think, oh man. Okay. Just like the, you can't see the ball of yarn that's, that I'm detangling right now inside my brain, but I assure you it's happening. Uh, Pressing on my heart now. I think I've been in such a, we kind of talked about it earlier around breakfast. Mitch made some, a killer omelet. My goodness. Um, but just talking about like uh, being in a season of of contentment versus complacency, and trying to trying to be really grateful um, in it, and honestly, because it's in that gratefulness that I feel like you find rest and you find peace and you find, um, yeah, you find yourself honestly. And so I feel like I've I've been in a place of that. Um, but there's also been like kind of butting up against the edges of where are the areas that I feel um, complacent or that, I don't know, I feel driven to to do and to make and to bear fruit. But then, I don't know, 
God just keeps calling me back to like, Hey, like, let's just, let's just make it about us. Like, let's, we don't have to make it about what you need to do or what you need to accomplish or, um, the salary that you need to make right now. Like, let's, let's just, let's just get good together. And, um, and man, it's been, (laughs) it looks, it looks a lot, um, like my dog, um, we go, we go on a walk and there are times where he will like just walk right next to me. And there are times where he's like yanking on that leash and teaching that boy to heal was something I thought I would never be able to do. But now he is super obedient and will walk with me when I ask him to. And, and so to, to give a kind of, kind of picture, like that's where the Lord and I are at. Mm. I feel like is like, Hey, let's just, let's just walk together. And, and, and you don't need to have an agenda. You don't need to um, try and impress anybody today. You don't need to think that you're, that you're not enough. Um, and X, Y, or Z, um, which has been hard because I feel like that that is the resounding, the resounding thing that the enemy is trying to, you know, get me to be convinced of is that like, I'm, I'm not enough on my own or as I am. Um, but, but I just can't, can't listen to that voice, you know? Yeah. It's hard because that whisper is so prevalent. And, uh, my aunt, aunt Pam, um, she, I married into an all-star family. Um, mm-hmm. but she, uh, she said, I told her something along the lines before I launched this whole thing. And she was like, who's whispering that to you? Like, who's saying that to you? Right. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, that thought that, that, that whisper, that voice, is that the creator of the universe that loves you? Or is, would, Mm -hmm. if you were to Mm -hmm. identify that one thought and isolate it, would that go in the enemy pile or would that like, like if you take one thought and can isolate it, it becomes very clear where it's coming from. Totally. But that's a practice that like, yeah. In the moment you're like, "Ah, I want to listen directly to whatever it is that I'm listening to or whatever is it put in front of my face. And like the, you aren't enough is such a stifling uh, thought because it, it, it's a governor on oh, yeah. the life that you could live. Yeah. I mean, and look at social media. Like if, the, if that is not the most resounding voice on social media right now, mm-hmm. it's like, you're not enough. You know, look at that. Look at the highlight reel. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I lo- man. I love the picture that you said of, of Portland. And that's just a funny thing. Cause so I'm watching my parents' dog right now. And she is great on the leash. She, um, Hoagie normally is, except for on Fridays, we start walking in the direction towards Starbucks he and knows. He, knows. <laughs> he knows. He is like, I'm getting my puppuccino and oh he gosh. is like full on, mm-hmm. like w- mm-hmm. pulling us. Mm-hmm. Well, today Tilly walked with us and he walked right next to her yeah, at the, because she had no clue. Yeah. She had no clue where yeah, we were yeah. going. She's deaf. We got like, not that it matters, but like, I could be like, Hey, we're, she, if you understand me, we're going to go get you whipped cream. And she's. Like just deaf to the world, just taking her time. Like what? And Hoagie was walking beside her, and I get this picture, like where you're like, okay, we're just going on a walk with, like, we did two in Portland. We're just going, yeah. and normally when me and Hoagie are going on a walk, it's mm-hmm. like, dude, you're fine. He's right next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, except for when he gets excited about something, and he's like, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. But it took him walking next to an older, more mature dog to be like, 
I can walk there. On, Dude, as, is that not us? Like, like is, is that, that not, not us as you? Like, yeah. and it speaks yeah. to the importance of like council and in like community in the fact that like you like you you know how to walk on a leash normally, but like sometimes it takes an older voice or a wiser voice to be like, "Hey, Ryan, slow down for yeah, a sec. Sure, sure. Like, let's let's walk this together. Yeah, um, yeah." Or one who's deaf to the world, like who who doesn't listen to the world and is just like, we're just going for a walk together. Yeah, sure. Like, I don't know where we're going. Right? I, sure. I, I've been to this house twice. I, love that. Um, I know that the guy who's walking me loves me. Yeah. Like, we're just going to go somewhere. Isn't that so weird how, like, I mean, so yeah, just just part of my story in, in a little nutshell. It's like, man, how funny is it that you know, you, you have something that you want so bad, or you feel like you have this calling from God and you're like, Oh, well, God, you told me this. So I'm, I'm a pull on that leash till we yeah. get there. Like, let's go. And yeah. and he's like, I mean, I, this happened, this happened years or maybe a couple of years ago, but uh, there was a dog park at the apartment complex that Charlotte and I used to live at. And man, same thing when Portland knew that we were going to cross the street instead of hanging a left it meant that we were going to the dog park and he would just yank, you know? And, and I remember out loud, I was like, bud, like, I love you, but like, just trust, trust me that I'm going to take you where you want to go, but I just need you to walk with me. Yeah. And, and that was one of those God moments where it's just like, oh my goodness, my <laughs> because there's also like, the yeah. re- there's also like when Hoagie doesn't listen to me in those moments, I'm like yanking on his leash. And I'm like, okay yanked back like you're gonna stay here because i said so and you think that you're gonna pull but it's gonna end up hurting you because you're gonna get yanked back Mm -hmm. and you're 18 pounds and i'm not and (laughs) like you will come back here and like i think we forget that god is he is loving and kind but he's also like very very protective jealous he is all powerful he has dominion he like is he is a he can be a very like authoritative, he, not can be, he is an authoritative God. Yeah, yeah. And so he, we have grace and we have love and we have all this stuff, but he also is going to, again, read the old Testament. Right. And like, right. I think um, that we forget that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And at the same time though, he is overwhelmingly patient. Yeah. I mean, the only reason why Portland does such a great job now is because we've, we've built that trust hmm. together and, and that, that is something that only comes with trust and, and repetition, you know, like every single day, it's like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to work on it. Yeah. And you, and we might have like five bad walks in a row, but man, you get that one walk. It's like, okay, like victory. Yeah. Anyways. No, dude, that's awesome. I, yeah. I love that we're talking about dogs. No, <laughs> no clue we would head that way. So, um, Let's talk more specifically about your story. What's going on right now? Yeah. Like, um, I, I don't want to choose. I'm, I'm sitting here like because we talked. We went to coffee a couple weeks ago, and we talked about it all, um, which was sweet. And so I don't want to be. Let's talk about this part of your life that I because I don't want to be um, gross and pushy. And no, um, so you, I, I would love for you to just. Um, You've alluded to that you're in certain parts of your life and um, you've alluded to different parts mm. of your life prior to this. And so mm. uh, 
and you're a very contemplative person. Um, So I'd love for you, as you're sitting there, looking all wise and <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, you're like in your own brain. Don't be in your own brain. I just want you, mm. what do you feel? Oh man. I, uh, I was, you know, to, to be, to be fully transparent, I think. Yeah, I was I was very nervous to do this, Mitch. You yeah. know, to to sit down with you and 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 talk things out, and and you know, Charlotte and I talked a lot about it. And I think part of me is just like, oh, yeah, but I just don't feel like I'm. Um, I just don't feel like I'm on the other side of some things mm-hmm. yet, or I don't know. I just I I don't I I just feel very normal. <laughs> Um, which, which sounds funny to say, you know, I don't, I don't do anything that's like crazy out of the ordinary. And I think that that is, you know, and should be like a beautiful thing. But, um, I just kind of started downplaying like my story and because there's a lot of like regrets that I have, (laughs) I don't know how how long a podcast will make, you know, make this, but I'd talk about a, a lot of things. And so I think there's a lot of areas in my own life that, that I either need to like seek forgiveness from, mm-hmm. you know, I've been pretty, I've kind of alienated myself from my parents for a long time and I'm coming up against that and realizing like, you know what, I like, this needs to, this needs to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and it's, it's on me. I'm a, I'm a big kid now mm-hmm. and, um, and I have Jesus and, and grace um, to, to pick myself back up and then fall down again every single day. There's grace, but, mm. um, but there's, there's some resolve that I want there. There is, um, yeah, like coming out of a season, uh, where I was really stressed about money. Right. Mm. Cause we all walked through 2020 and had our worlds flipped upside down and it was just like, Oh my gosh. Like, um, and I got very like obsessive and nervous about income and, and thinking that like the dollar amount that's in my bank account or the, my paycheck is going to dictate my happiness. And, and there's, you know, responsibility and like security as that you want to provide for a family and that's yeah. normal. But, um, but I got a, a, a little, I got my life kind of, kind of twisted. I, I worked as a UPS driver um, for six months. And that was kind of like a very out of left field thing for me to do. And it seemed like the right thing to do in the moments. Um, but, but it wasn't, it wasn't like good for me or my soul. Um, and so I, I got out of that and got back into coffee, but anyways, um, there's those sorts of things. Um, and yeah, and I guess to just, to just pick a direction, um, man, we're just having, working on like f- forgiving yourself, but then also like reconciling to others. Um, mm-hmm. I had a, I had a really, really great friendship that I kind of destroyed with, um, with my pride mm-hmm. and, and not to be like super vague or anything there, but, um, I just, I was just so like, self-consumed with Mm. 
with myself and my music career and my music dreams that, that no one, not even like my best friend could, um, I could make space for, Hmm. um, or, or open up my heart to, or surrender like any goals or things to. And, and that came from just such a scarcity mindset and then needing to prove myself or find my identity in music. And so that's why I very much like swung to the other side of the pendulum of like, well, I just want nothing to do with that anymore. Um, Because of the hurt. Yeah. 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 And so, so there's, so there's those sorts of things that, um, yeah, it's like, do I ask for forgiveness for that? Do I, um, forgiveness is hard. How do I forgive myself for those things Hmm. and move on and try and do friendships more healthy, you know, all, all the sorts of things. I think that's really important because you're hitting on, let's talk about forgiveness for a second. Cause, um, well, first of all, like, thank you for being uncomfortable in here. Um, That's fair. Like, thank you for, huh. uh, for doing something that you were uncomfortable and nervous about. Um, the purpose of this project is to, it's kind of even pulled back. It was normalized, normal men talking about normal things. And I wanted it to be this, uh, testimony yeah. thing. Now I, I, my mission is just to normalize men talking period period <laughs> like um mm. normalized men talking and then that would be like because I, I realized talking about testimonies and talking about things even um is like crawling when we don't even know how to like we're on tummy time like we're like mm. we need to like learn how to just talk to each other uh and then we can talk about yeah, deeper fair. things yeah. once i crawl i can i can stand up at a table and hold myself up and then from there i can learn to walk but so thank you for just talking. Um, and then second, like forgiveness is something that I think men, we are such a prideful species, <laughs> um, <Yes>. that forgiveness <laughs> is something that, uh, man, I remember sitting and I remember sitting, there was a person in my life, um, who even to this day, like the pain that was created by this person, like brings, mm-hmm tears like and that's okay like to forgive somebody doesn't mean that the pain goes away it just means that like the bitterness is like no longer there i think and maybe i have a different perception of forgiveness because like but the thing for me is like if you were to cut me i'm still gonna have a scar there i'm still going to feel the pain of you cutting me but like forgiveness is saying like i'm like that's okay i'm not holding that pain against you any longer and like Mm. I had to sit, I was sitting in quiet time when I was unemployed and, um, Jess came out and I was just like weeping. And because I had, I had read this, um, it was a Psalm or a proverb. It was one of the P's, um, that talked about the importance of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I was like doing some introspection. I'm like, I've forgiven everybody in my life. I've forgiven everyone that I, like, I think I'm good on good standing. And that name came up and I immediately was like, nope, they don't deserve that. And that was like, well, there you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I wrote a letter to that person. Mm. I didn't, I would never have sent it. I didn't send it, Um, but I was able to process like, Hey, this is everything you like, everything I wanted to say to that person. Hmm. Um, I said in a letter, um, and then I burnt the letter. Um, but I got it off of my chest Hmm. and I was able to like 
process. Oh, I feel this way. I blame you for this and this happened and I blamed you for this and this is still happening. And oh yeah, that's your fault too. F you like, um, but then I can truly say that right now, if that person were to walk in this room, I would shake their hand. Mm. Um, and, um, on a completely different person, this is, but like, I feel that, that holding dude, some of my best friends weren't at my wedding. Um, and that's something that I, every single day am trying to forgive myself for, um, to the point where like, I'm hoping that the Lord works forgiveness in their hearts because like I'm trying, I've tried to like reach out and it's been, it just doesn't work. (laughs) It's like, um, I've apologized through and through and through. Um, but like my, someone who should have literally been standing next to me in my wedding was not at my wedding. Um, and how frustrating is that? That three years later, I'm still not, I can forgive everybody in my life, but I can't forgive myself. Like, how does that work? (laughs) And that's, that's the thing that that like, you know, you, I feel like a lot of my, my childhood, you know, I've, I've pointed like the finger at my parents and as much as I would want to like not play the victim card, it's like, I kind of like victimize myself. Um, but yeah, tables turn, like, how do you, how do you deal when you feel like you're the bad guy in someone else's story? Hmm. Yeah. And like you try so hard to justify yourself to them of like, this is why you should forgive me. This is like, look at, like, I know I hurt you. I know I hurt you. Um, and I'm so sorry. Like, forgive me. Look at who I am now. Look at like, like, sure. look at what, how much, I, but like, there's only so much you can do. And that's the frustrating part. I yeah. think is like, you can petition for however much, but then that takes the other person to receive that. Um, and sometimes they're not there. <laughs> and then what do you do? Um, cause then my, my pridefully, I'm like, well, then screw you then. Like <laughs> I, like I tried my hardest. If you don't want me in your life, then cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I, uh, thinking back to like, bro, I literally uninvited them to my wedding. Like they were mm-hmm. like, my best friends were all, they were invited to Like Then we cut our wedding down to like from 300 to 100. Yeah. yeah. And I, my wife has 50 people on her side of her family that are family. Like, <laughs> um, and I hadn't spoken, um, much with these, like, I don't think they'd even met my wife because we were, uh, we were, we had, I had moved out of Fort Collins. They were all up in Fort Collins okay. yeah. and, uh, Jess and I got married so quick that yeah. when they were the last four cut, but I literally looked at Jess, I was like, I, uh, I don't know what to do in this. In this. Um, yeah. and I, it was just, it was real shitty. <laughs> it sucked. And, and today I still, I literally lay in bed and like, there's nights where I'm like crying to Jess over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, forgiveness is hard. Yeah. And yours is with your parents. Like that's someone that you can't just be like, all right, bye. Right. I mean, you could, but you don't want to, no, you don't like, no, I, I absolutely, I absolutely don't. And that's, um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> Anyone with, uh, father wounds in the house, um, 
Uh, I'm an only child, and my parents split when I was 11. Um, you know, for, for I'm sure, a variety of reasons, and some reasons I know, some reasons I, I don't know, and I've, like, been spared. But all that to say, um, still growing up an only child, my dad was everything to me. And I was so jealous for his attention and his affirmation and his approval. And for sure that's like seeped into my adult life. But even still now, like we, we hardly talk. And yet all I want is a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And yet we've never, um, you know, post post divorce, we've never, we've never had a really great relationship. And so it's like, how do you, how do you start up at, at, you know, 32 and 62 respectively? How do you, how do you start up a new like relationship from thin air when you don't know how to do Hmm. it? And so, um, yeah, I, that's kind of, kind of where I'm at. But like you're saying, it's like, you're not, you're not going to, your parents are your parents, man. And then the Bible calls us to honor your mother and father and, and shoot reading that you're like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, well, I really don't know what that Do means. Do you know who yeah. my mother and father are? <laughs> but, uh, um, but it, yeah, it, to, to be honest though, it's something that's like deeply missing from my life. And I think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm realizing, you know, upon eventual fatherhood, like myself, um, you know, when the time comes for Charlotte and I, like, it's like, oh, I really want, I really want this to be good. Like mm-hmm. I really, I want, I want my parents to be a part of my life. And I think I read something on Instagram the other day. It's like, and, and a lot of people have said this, right? You like, you have this inner child in you mm-hmm. or like, there's a seven year old Ryan that's really afraid to speak up for like what he needs and is terrified of like rejection mm-hmm. or terrified of like asking and then not having those needs met. Cause that is honestly what my childhood felt like. And so I'd rather not relive my childhood yeah. <laughs> again, you know? Um, and yet there is a, there is truly only because I, Jesus found me and got my attention. It's truly only because of him that I, I feel the safety to do so, you know, that okayness hmm. to feel like, ah, oh, but I, no, I, I, I can do this. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, to just put a stamp on where I'm at, it's like, <laughs> that's right where I'm at. <laughs> it's yeah. just that realization of being like, you know what? I, I think I'm okay to, to get on, on the other side of this, but it's going to take me, it's going to take effort on my behalf. Yeah. Putting myself out there. Dude, I, I think that's the biggest fear of people is this idea that you can't present something that's an unfinished piece of work. Like I can't, I'm like sure. I'm not, my testimony's not worth it. I'm not through it. Sure. Dude. Like, <laughs> like, when are you ever, when are you ever, you're not. Yeah. And like, I think as far as you go, like, you're not the only one who has father stuff, like, or mom stuff or like, um, man, I think as like, even as you, it might take something, I wonder like what it would be. And I don't know of like one step of super uncomfortableness of vulnerability of like, because here's the thing is like, when you extend yourself to somebody, you give them the option to hurt you. Yep. to reject you. Yep. Um, and I think that keeps people away yeah. from it. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't want, I would rather, but he, like, and then this is like, and this is like an introspective, like philosophical thing of like, would you rather feel a thousand like little cuts over and over every day of like, sure. I miss my dad. I miss my dad or risk feeling like a bone snap, like huh. a one extreme huh. pain. That's good, man. Yeah. And that's your choice. That's, yeah. that's like, I, I don't know what you would rather, like, cause some people it's worth it. Like I would rather sure. not be, but for you, like, sure. Do you want your dad to be able to be a part of your baby's life one day when you have your kids? Like, uh, is it worth being like, oh, here, I'm burying myself? Maybe you have to make yourself low in the fact of like, hey, and understanding that, he, that you, and this is not just for Ryan, but like understanding that when it comes to, there's pride in parents of like, I'm the parent, like I'm, or I'm a guy, like your dad is a dude. Yeah. Like, I'm not wrong. I'm like, maybe like I'm prideful. I'm a, you not to like, project that onto him but like there's a possibility like so even if it's like hey i messed up i'm sorry that i haven't reached out like humbling and like wearing that of like maybe you can't recognize your fault in it but i will admit mine Mm uh and and maybe that and you start with zero expectations Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) like maybe that's where it's like hey here we are this is where we're, I recognize that this is where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's so hard. <laughs> that's so hard. And I laugh, I laugh, not like, but like I laugh at the irony that like I, you're able to say it so easily. So easily. <laughs> yeah. No, you, right. And right. yet it is something that yeah. is the hardest, but like dude, in a very different contrast, um, in a juxtaposition as you would say. Um, but like, mm when it comes to love like you when you've been hurt so many times by past relationships extending yourself to somebody again is terrifying oh, yeah. they have the ability to crush you yeah. but the reward that comes from acceptance in that is right. is that where I, I am on the other side of like saying it's worth it yeah. <laughs> i went 6 years without dating somebody because i was like not worth it. Not yeah. worth it. Did it with Jess. Worth it. Yeah. Like I realized that it's worth it. And like maybe it's like that thing with your dad where it's like uh, it's been however long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But here we are. And like imagine a life where your dad is is like it takes a long time to get there. But maybe he, imagine a life that you made yourself vulnerable. Whoever is listening to this also like to this person that you desperately want a relationship with, but you're afraid of the response. Like what does a life with that look like? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just thoughts. Yeah. It's uncharted territory, right? You, you leave yourself super, super vulnerable to, to, I mean, arguably like the person that could hurt you the most. Yeah. And, um, but no, I, I think that's, it's really well said and that, yeah, it's like, it might not be today. It might not be tomorrow and it might not really, but for whatever reason it is, it is, um, it's, it is pressing. And I've like really <laughs> tried to avoid it for a long time, but like, I feel just God has his like proverbial thumb on this like area of my life. Yeah. And, um, which should be encouraging a little bit because right? you know yeah. that he's there. Like he's, if they, really maybe it's like a, like, Hey, you step off the high dive yeah. and like, you're going to be okay on the bottom. Yeah. 
like you're gonna dive in beautifully type of thing like um because i feel like that's so often we jump into these things where god isn't putting his thumb on it we're just like we're pulling at the leash Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. like it's oftentimes the time the things that we're afraid to do that on the other side like we like we forget that god is there with us in it yeah and especially if you're feeling like a nudge to do it yeah who's nudging you like and why because right. he he knows the results right um he knows he knows what we actually need yeah you know we think we think oh i need this or i need that or i've thought like oh yeah well i need to i need to have a big boy job so my dad can be impressed with me or i yeah. need to have this or like or you need or, to write a song or I need at, to write a song at your graduation yeah. for high school uh-huh like yeah um and so, yeah Sorry, I no, no, no. So I mean, quick, quick aside to that. I mean, um, what Mitch just mentioned is, you know, the the biggest. So I wrote, um, I wrote a song for my graduating class um, in high school, and the seniors in my choir and I got to sing that for graduation when it was the most epic graduation you can imagine in the rain. Right? In the rain. Um, our, our, our mascot was the thunder and here we are. And just like a torrential downpour. Like I remember sitting in, in, you know, the seats and like when rain and wind is going horizontal, you know, at people yeah. and you can like visibly it like see hurts. it. Oh yeah. It was, it was gnarly, man. But, but we sang that song and, um, I found like the sheet music I had written to it. Yeah. Uh, just just recently, it was like real deep lyrics, right? <laughs> no, it was about, it was about the the collection of friendships that you made along the way mm-hmm. and um the song was called balloons i like your balloon tattoo thank BTW. you yeah thank you um but about like hey you gotta you gotta let them fly mm-hmm. like we're in where we can have open hands and like let them go you know now which is really interesting I'm sure there's something deeper to that and also how does that kind of apply right now like let it fly Mm. and have open hands to things that you are wanting to clench this is literally hold on to. literally the lyrics of the song dude <laughs> um crazy god thank you um you're here but uh that so that we finished the song it's literally the last thing we do after all the names are called and and i think i gotta i gotta ride in a golf cart back to from our football stadium to the music building um, because I didn't like bring my guitar case with me. I just had, you know, solo mm-hmm. acoustic guitar. Um, water is not good for water us. Water is not the friends. But yeah, but after playing to a stadium of, you know, uh, at least a couple thousand people, um, I pack up my guitar in the choir room and, you know, everyone's dispersing and hanging out with their parents and getting ready for grad night and whatever. And my dad... Um, I walk out of the choir room and at the end of the hallway, my dad had just entered. Um, shoot, dude, didn't think I was going to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad had just entered um, the building and he's just got tears streaming down his face and, and open arms and like, like all he could like muster up saying was, I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I mean, talk about, you know, like the biggest defining moment of your life. Yeah. Um, and in, in so many ways I internalized that like, oh, this is how I make my dad proud. I, you know, garner the attention of 
thousands and get to sing a song and be successful at something and have him be like, that's my son. Right. Um, something I could never like really give him through <laughs> athletics, uh, for me, um, growing up. And, um, yeah, that, that moment just marked me in so many ways. Um, so yes, I don't remember <laughs> where you were going when you mentioned no. that, but well, you yeah, had just man. mentioned how you, um, had talked about wanting to make him proud. And I think it's funny that you, not funny. I don't know why. I think people use humor. It's American saying. Yeah. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Or like they like to, when things get heavier, make light of it. Make light of it. Yeah. And like, I don't want to do that. So I don't think it's funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, I wonder how much things like that are then projected onto our relationship with Jesus and with God oh, of gosh. like, you. My the way that I please my heavenly father is the same way that I would please my earthly father. And so I must do A, B, and C, X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. uh, in order to uh, be good with him, yeah. um, to make him proud. Yeah. And, um, and I think that it also shows like the importance that like as you weigh these things of like, do I have this conversation? Do I not? Like, mm-hmm. I think vulnerability in itself, like how often would it be able to share that with your dad? Like, what would that do to him? Like, dude, I'm, I'm, a, I'm not even a dad yet. I'm a month away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think of like, literally, literally a month. Yeah, yeah, a week. Yep. That's terrifying. <laughs> um, but like, I, I think to like, and people talk about it, but like, I wonder what kind of hurts your dad is feeling like toward, like it's not, I wonder what the enemy is whispering in your ear or to whoever has unresolved parent things of like, yeah. your dad doesn't hate you <laughs> and he's not, he, he, he's probably hurt by you yeah. and in the same way that you're hurt by him. Yeah. And it all, it the enemy does not like us talking. <laughs> he yeah, wants us right. to be put in shame and sit in this, this feeling of like, my dad doesn't even want to talk to me probably. It would be so easy. Like, and I've, and I've been very ignorant in the last, you know, several years that it would be so easy to just never talk to my dad again. Yeah. And what does that do? Right. Where it could, it would also be so physically easy to dial the phone and be like, Hey, Hey, (laughs) um, do you have a minute to talk? And, I wonder what comes on the other side, but the thing is, is one is one is promoted by the enemy, and one is uh, right. what's the other word uh, promoted, and one is like trying to deter from. Yep. And I think it, the challenging part as men is like, do I and uh, I am victim to this, but like, do I want to do what's easier? Do I want to do what like could be uncomfortable and have like a big impact on yeah. my life and my family's life. Yeah. Um, man, I have, uh, I have just this, um, I think I love that we're talking about forgiveness because we live in such a world that, um, hurt dominates, like hurt drives everything. Oh, totally. Hurt, hurt is, um, I mean, I, I don't think that you could talk to someone who hasn't been hurt by somebody. Yeah. And how you grow up is completely shaped by how you handle that or shit completely shapes how you handle that. And there are people who are great at it. Good for you. Kudos. But most of us are not. (laughs) Um, For real though. Yeah. 
And man, or just I, flying under the under the under our skin, we have no idea. Yeah, right. And I think we're built to live in community, and the enemy likes to break bridges, mm-hmm. and it likes bridges can be <laughs> someone uh, who was it? I think it, uh, I I consume so much social media; it's a gross, uh, and I hate to admit that. But somewhere on one of the LinkedIn's or. Uh, Instagram or notice how I said LinkedIn to make it sound like a professional. Uh, <laughs> someone said like, who says bridges that are burned can't be rebuilt? Mm. How do you think that they were built in the first place from nothing? So if you have nothing there, Ooh, dude, come on, that's really good. Why can, who's to say that it can't be rebuilt, but we're told, Oh, burnt that bridge. Can't go back to that. Right. Now go back and build it better. So that the next time it doesn't burn. Yeah. Like go, don't build this like, uh, like shingled rope bridge that is super susceptible to the elements. Like go build a freaking. I was at a, I was at a, up in Duluth, Minnesota, which is on Lake Superior, and there's a bridge that they, it there's a a channel that these giant boats come through. And the the bridge is mechanical and goes up and down and adjusts to what's coming at it. And like hmm. they built that bridge freaking mm-hmm. sweet. And like mm-hmm. it does not. It's in it's in like balls cold Minnesota where there are <laughs> like snowstorms and oh gosh, like yeah. it's built for These the weather elements. Yeah. But it wasn't like that all the time. Hmm. So like. What if that's not, like you burnt a bridge because you have alluded, to, not alluded, you told me like upstairs, like your relationship with your parents has always kind of been rocky. Yeah. So maybe it took you burning the shitty bridge. I've cussed more on this podcast. Maybe this one I should make explicit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you've, you've, maybe you burnt the crappy bridge because it wouldn't have been like, it wouldn't have been safe to introduce your family to it. Like I wouldn't put my my daughter to walk across a bridge that was shingles and rope, and hmm. I would let my daughter walk across that Duluth bridge in a heartbeat because yeah. it's. I just <laughs> have to. I don't. It's <laughs> impenetrable. As I say that, there's news that Duluth bridge collapses, oh, and no, then no, the no, whole no. metaphor is destroyed. <laughs> um, but like maybe that's an opportunity for you to be like, hey, let's rebuild that bridge. Yeah. Like that would be cool. Yeah. And like, what a testimony that would be then. Like what a weapon that would be to be able to say like me and my dad didn't talk for X amount of years and here's a picture of him holding my baby. Yeah. Or like playing catch Mm. with my son. Mm. Like how cool would that be? That would be testimony. Oh man. I've never. uh... Oh shoot, dude. (laughs) You got me. I've never, uh, I've never pictured that before. But it's. That would be truly. Truly amazing, and it's what you're saying is like it's this is this is doable. You gotta you gotta roll up your sleeves. You gotta you know make space, and you gotta make time, and and you have to sacrifice in your own right, and you have to make yourself vulnerable. But like, man, at the end of the day, like, is that not truly all that matters? Is family? Yeah, right. And are you willing to be uncomfortable to work for the thing that you want? I think we're in a society where we expect things to be given to us. Mm. And if not, then, yep. then it's fine. Yeah. Um, but there's so, there's something to say 
that like when you work for it, oh man, like I, how easy would it be for me to go on my iPad and to pull things into Procreate and to trace them and to put it out in 10 minutes and like, look at this art that I did. Hmm. Whereas if when I sit and spend hours on something that I could have done in 10, uh-huh. but I did it myself, it is like, I'm proud of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I put work into this and like, look at what it is. Like yeah. when you put work into a relationship, you can have a superficial relationship with friends and with like, but dude, like I love that this is now our third conversation in the last three weeks hmm. that has been deeper than, Hey Ryan, how was worship on Wednesday at youth? <laughs> uh, right. And we are talking about something completely different yeah. than we have in all, th- at, like the first conversation we talked you know? about yeah. you being in LA and the hurt of, so like I say this to give you guys a picture of like who Ryan, like, like he spent time in LA and was like, he is a relatable to you and I. And the fact that he was burned by a girl, he was, uh, he invested completely in a dream that like didn't pan out. And then he moved here and now he's doing, but he then he met his wife by like, literally she came into his coffee shop. Like how cool is that? And like, um, and now he's married and doing coffee and, like figuring out what God is doing in his life. He's relatable. He's a human. But then the next time we talked about, because my wife was with us when we were talking, Mm -hmm. we talked about, (laughs) dude, how is like marriage for you? And like, what are things that you guys wrestle with? And like, um, (laughs) and now we're talking about forgiveness and like, it just shows that like, man, when you invest in people and give them their, your time, like you get to know them so much better on, and like you, like selfishly, I have, grown from our conversation which is so cool like like it doesn't have to be like you coming and talking to me if this is something that you're listening to like honestly i i would love to sit and chat with everybody who listens to this podcast one day i would love to that'd be the dream like truly to like um but i can't right now but you can go talk to somebody that's you, right, you can go find your Ryan, yeah. whoever that is. Yeah. Um, Ryan and I, like, admittedly, like, we've been a part of our each other's lives for, I mean, I've known Ryan three for years, three years. Yeah. And yeah. we've always been buddies, and I compliment him on his beard because he has a great beard. <laughs> As does Mitch. Um, <laughs> I, I literally started growing my beard to be like Ryan Sarana. Um But, like, that was the extent of our, just because yeah. we just, we lived in different spheres, like we are on different campuses. It was, I was so excited sure. to see Ryan sure. when youth events were big youth events and <laughs> I got to see him for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but, yeah. but then it took the intentionality of being like, Hey, let's go to coffee. Let's sit down. Yeah. Like, yeah. and the growth of that is like, dude, if you're a dude, it is not weird to go get coffee with another dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You will, I guarantee you, you will sit down and you will find something that you are relating on and you're walking through together, yeah. Yeah. whether that be the girl that you are dating, the girl that you are married to, woman that you are dating, woman that you are married to, <laughs> like uh, your job that you're pissed off about yeah. or your fantasy football team, which is pretty surface level, but at the same time, <laughs> my fantasy football team, I, the ice. yeah, it, it breaks the ice. <laughs> Just simple plug. At this time, all three of my fantasy football teams are one and O. Oh. If you need fantasy football <laughs> advice, I will oh. consult you at a rate um, uh, yeah, that yeah, I will yeah, determine later. You um, would give fantastic advice. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm just I'm I'm uh, making moves in the fantasy world. <laughs> uh, but okay, I we got on a tangent. But like, 
No, how, how, but how vital is it that, you know, you make, you make space for someone. And this is something that honestly, like Charlotte and I are, are like in a season. Um, we are, we are some of our only friends that don't have kids yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most, all of our, all of our friends all are all parents and have been for quite a few years and we feel like we need to play catch up or that we're maybe not as close with them because we don't like relate on that level or we're not there yet, blah, blah, blah. Um, but just the, just the simple act of like, Hey, like, let's just sit down and like make time for each other, make space for each other. Uh, we went out all that said, we went out with some really good friends last night and it was just, we just run around the table at dinner and we're like, Hey, what's, what's going on in your life? Okay. Mm-hmm. What's going on in your life? what's going on in your, in your life. And as we like, we're making our way, you know, around the table, I just like realized like, man, this is so life giving. Hmm. Like, this is what, I, I don't know. No one really teaches you how to do friendships as an adult. Yeah. Right. And it's like, what does this really look like? Um, very simply just making space for each other making, and, and listening and listening <laughs> and, and listening. well, making space and then, Honestly, like, it's so easy to have friends over and be like, let's put a movie on and just like watch a movie. That's what we do a lot of times. But like, I feel like if we make a priority, like not even just making space, because like we make space for people and we're like, come over to our house. But like, then what do you do with that space? Mm. Because like, we're such victims and not victims, culprits of like yeah, but I'm tired and I don't really want to like mentally invest. Like at the end of the night, like I'm tired. I'm an introvert. I need, we literally the other night (laughs) and Bridget, if you're listening to this, Jess had made plans with Bridget and it was, I was like, I'm so tired. And I've talked to a lot of people today and I was, I, I like, I, I love Bridget, but I don't want to have to go, talk to people like i want to like i want to i want to play games on my ipad and not think and play disney emoji blitz which was created for (laughs) eight-year-olds and and not think and Hmm. jess was so good she was she's our best friend like we have not made time for her because we've been tired like we need to go over and like let's go hang Hmm. out and I was like, fine, but I'm drinking coffee. And so at eight o'clock, I pulled two shots of espresso, chugged them, and we went over like <laughs> the intro, the introvert like fixer, right? But like, like in my humanity and my selfishness, I was like, I do love Bridge. She's awesome. Yeah. I want to sit on my couch and listen to, to my wife watch Grey's Anatomy and play <laughs> on my iPad. Like that's what I want oh, to do. So but like yeah. how often do you do we as like cuz we relate as like it's hard to like being married and having f- all of our friends are single for the most part. Sure. Like a lot of them we were the first to get married. Um mm. we and they're starting to catch up. We have friends right, who are like right. starting to get married and um we were the first to buy a house. So like we were kind of the pioneers in that. Yeah. And then like yeah. we're the first to have babies mm-hmm. or have a baby mm-hmm. um, pioneering that where like we have friends who feel like they're four years ahead of us. And we have friends who feel like they're f- two or three years behind us. Right. Not yeah. a lot who are in, in our space. And sure. so then when it comes like to hanging out with people, it's like you we, we, we gravitate to people who are similar to us. Yeah. And don't even get me on a tangent when that comes to like politics or race or 
religion <laughs> or like um, we gravitate human thing yeah. to people who are in a, and for jess and i there's not a whole lot of people in the same sphere as us that word was hard um the same sphere, sphere. uh sphere. but like so the introvert me leans to the comfort of yeah yeah let's just hang out yeah, yeah, we'll stay right here <laughs> um yeah dude i'm i love what you said though about like sitting around a table Man, our table was built, literally built by a friend for us as a gift. That's so good. So that it could be large enough that we can sit around and have those conversations. Mm -hmm. And how often do we choose not to? Yeah. That's weird. That's weird. Or at least, I mean, and and I, Charlotte and I are both introverts. I'm obviously like when I'm at work, I have to be on, right? Mm -hmm. Customer service, you are on all the time. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that you can't be real and authentic and be on, yeah, you know, right. But, but yeah, man, it's, it can be so easy to be like, I just want to, I just want to stay home. And I think, yeah, we're I'm all for learning rhythms of of self care and you know taking yeah. those times like let me just numb out for like two hours, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, man, how necessary and life giving is it for to make you know mm-hmm. a. I mean, and it doesn't have to be like, I'm going out, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just like, let's come over for dinner. Come over for dinner. Let's yeah. sit around the fire pit. Yeah. Like, and just and just talk and well, build it into your life, right? I think social media makes the word introverted um, more than it is. I think introverted, huh. I think that their um, introversion and extroversion are uh, where you get your energy from. Right. And so I'm an introvert who is good at people. People look mm-hmm. at me and they're like, Mitch, you're dancing on stage at youth and you're on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. And I walk away and I feel like I'm on zero. Yep. Like my energy, I just, I love people. I love people. But like, even like this right now with you and I, like mm-hmm. when you leave, I'm going to hang out and just numb out. Like, yeah, I love dude. that. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. like the term, 100%. the term being on, I get that. Cause like we have a certain amount of people in our life who I don't have to be on. Yeah. I don't have to present Mitch to them. Um, and where Jess, she goes to youth and she's talking to people. She goes on Sundays. She's talking to people. She walks away and she goes, let's go run a marathon. Let's go do this and this and this. And I'm like, like, how do you do what you do? Stop. <laughs> like, just stop. And, like, people are like, oh, I'm introverted. I'm afraid of people. I don't like to talk to people. Yeah, you can be. But I also think that that's just, like, a, a social, I'm not going to say anxiety, but, like, there's just people who well, don't like to thing. talk yeah. to people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that means that you're introverted. I just think that that's just your personality. Yeah. Like, to me, like, if you, like, so, like, I use. And that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah, and that's okay. It's like, yeah. Go but ahead. no, like you're just, I love what you're speaking on. Like being on, that's such a pressure to, to always be on. Like, I mean, yeah. Even like within marriage, yep. like yeah. uh, so immediately where my head went and not like that are, you know, not that Jess and Charlotte have ever made us be like, you have to be on, you know, here at yeah. home. But even as men, you feel like I got to get shit done. I got to do this. I yeah. got to, you know, make sure this, I got to plan this. And, um, I don't know. It sounds like you guys, it sounds like you've, you've gotten really healthy at like asking for what you need. And Charlotte and I, um, that's where we're at in marriage right now, which is so beautiful. And like having the safety with another person to be like, Hey, this is what I, this is what I need right now. Yeah. You know, but, um, but yeah, anyways. No, 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 no. I just, Mm. what you're saying, I'm like vibing with, as they would say, (laughs) like, no, like I just, 
it's funny how like as men, you said as men, I have to be doing this and I have to be like even just the other day, like Jess went out for a girl's night. So I was home um, by myself for four or five hours and I felt this like guilt that when she came home, I hadn't done a whole bunch of stuff. Like, like I literally was like, I didn't do the dishes. I didn't empty the dishwasher. (laughs) I didn't, I told her that I'll hang these shelves. Um, and I'm like, why didn't you do all that while she was gone? And then I had to literally tell myself like, you're at home. She's having a, like a fun, restful, like, why do you have to work while like I had to like tell myself that, but like that, that's like as a man, like what's ingrained in me is like when you're not, at all times be working on the list of to-dos. Dude, yeah. you'll never stop. Yeah. The to-do list never oh, yeah, ends. Absolutely. Like, um, and I had to like practice that. Like I wonder like that's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, like the like the expectation to provide does not ever end. Yeah. And the expectation's placed by who? By not, who? But not by, like by who? Because yeah. because Jess didn't come home and say, "Hey, why didn't you empty the dishwasher? Why did you not vacuum the stairs? And why did you not put like all of the boxes that need to be undone and like broken down? Like why are those not like done? Yeah. Like, but in my head, I'm like, babe, I'm sorry, I didn't do all this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. we'll do it later. Yeah. But uh, I was I allowed that moment to like of like could have been rest to be ruined. Hmm. Hmm. And like we need to rest. Like the Lord asks us to rest. Yeah. Sabbath. Yeah. Sabbath gets gets polluted far too often yeah. for us. Yeah. We try to make Saturdays from Friday night to Saturday night is our okay. Sabbath. Okay. Yeah. Um, it starts with like a fun thing. Uh Sabbath, I don't even know if you know this, but mm-hmm. like in Jewish culture, like the back then at least, maybe I don't know, but like the the dad would give the kids a uh, James and Brene Keithley taught me this. So if this is wrong, you can go talk to them. <laughs> but uh, a spoonful of honey to remind um, their his kid the, his kids that Sabbath is supposed to be sweet. So Jess and I always start oh, I Friday. Love that. Isn't that oh sweet? Gosh, yeah. So like we start our Friday nights with something sweet, whether mm-hmm. that be like literally we'll go out on a date, but we do dessert first. Like like we go out and have like ice cream, and yeah. then we go, which sometimes ruins our meal. Yeah. But um, or we'll have a drink that's sweet, or like mm-hmm. Sonic, literally Sonic. If it doesn't have to be an alcohol, <laughs> because my wife is pregnant. But like, um, so mm-hmm. but Sabbath is so often like I have chores to do. Yeah. And chores can like we put together our nursery on our Sabbath, but like that was rest. That was fun. Sure, that was like, restful. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. But like for sure, I wonder how how many people Sabbath. Right. I mean, shameless plug to marriages everywhere. It's like, hey, this is. I mean, Mitch and I are you know just just over three years of marriage. Yeah. You know, each and it's like. But I th- I think this is really important. I don't know everything about marriage, but I think um, we're on to something here, right? Well, and the thing is, because I've lived two years without it, and we've just started doing it in the last year, yeah. last six months. Yeah. And I've seen, like, oh, like, holy crap, this is sweet. <laughs> like, it's and, like every every week has its own yeah, vacation kind of like, day. Yeah. yeah, it's like this thing of, like, we – I – we choose things that we want to do. So like I'll, I'll get okay. pretty selfish yeah. as far yeah, as like I'll have to remind myself, like, hey, babe, we went to Music City Hot Chicken for me. That was like a me thing that I wanted to do. <laughs> um, what do you want to do? Like let's, let's, let's go do something that you want to do. Like we mm-hmm. went to the aquarium. I literally – we were driving by the aquarium. Those were so cute. 
<laughs> but like we drove by and I was like, that would be fun to do. Like, you want to go to the aquarium? She's like, yeah. And so we just pulled, like we went home, bought tickets and went to the aquarium a couple hours later. And, uh, and like, that's the kind of stuff that like, I wonder, mm-hmm. and it's cause we made intentional space to be like, this is our Sabbath day. Yeah. And we're on Sabbath somehow. We went from like, but I think that that's not, I know that that's intentional in the fact that like we're working, we're talking through things like forgiveness and Sabbath mm-hmm. and applying them to real life because real life requires both of them. Right. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm on this big, like <laughs> secular kick at the moment, but I, I just see this like wheel of like, you know, to we, we as humans, we are a conscious a conscious, excuse me. We are a consistent stream of consciousness. Yeah. Right? And it's like, we are always like in motion. It seems, mm-hmm. but there's sometimes where we shut down, been there, you've been there, I've yeah. been there. Right. It's yeah. like, I just want to be on the couch in the fetal <laughs> position right now. Right. Yeah. It's like, sometimes, sometimes you do need that, but, um, but there are like road bumps or there are like, warning lights on our car if i'm gonna be really honest with you and everyone both my check engine light is on and my uh the other the other one my gas light is on (laughs) or no 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 my gas light is on i live on a life of of empty gas but i mean this is like this isn't telling right (laughs) and then uh not only that but my tires like need air and so like all the orange lights are on in my car and yet my car is still moving forward but my car could probably be running a lot more efficiently hmm. and, you know, with a lot less effort. If you do some maintenance. If, if I do some maintenance and if I, like, take care of the car. Yeah. Um, and that's what, I mean, I feel like that's what we're talking about. It's like these these rhythms that, like, man, these are actually so necessary and it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to hmm. take, you know, some elbow grease hmm. up front. But, um Yeah. But how how important is it to just the efficiency to to keep moving forward? Hmm. Yeah, and well, we, the world puts this thing of like you have to grind, gotta grind, always yeah. grinding, hustle, don't ever rest, don't ever rest. But that's like recipe for implosion. And I I've talked with it doesn't uh, work. It doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't. And like. Okay, so back to the car analogy, Matt. I love I love people who who see in in metaphors like me analog, mm-hmm. analogies. Uh, but like my truck, I was an idiot and just was not paying attention to the last oil change that I had had. And I was driving every day back and forth, fifty miles each way. All of a sudden, every single light, like on my car went on my car turned off i'm driving and i had because i had not paid attention to the lights that were saying hey maybe you should do this maybe you uh-huh, should do this uh-huh. maybe you should take care of this my truck punched a hole in the side of the engine one of the pistons did because it wasn't lubricated and like i had to get a completely new i had to rebuild my engine luckily i was under warranty um and all right whatever i got i paid just the the but i had to get a brand new engine uh and that's like so much like life where you just keep eventually like they literally called it catastrophic air is what happened to my truck and like catastrophic, like how, (laughs) how much of a catastrophic implosion explosion will you have if you just keep pushing Mm. as a man, Mm -hmm. we just keep Mm -hmm. pushing. And like, I, I even think to the idea that like, 
okay, if you don't rest, eventually you're going to be at zero. Yeah. Like I'm, if I'm constantly at 40%, I'm able to give you 40% of me. But so let's say this, like, let's mm. do some quick math, just really quick. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, if I, if I, seven days in a week, if I Boom. am giving you 40% on each day, mm-hmm. I'm giving you 280% four, four times, yep, 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 280% yeah. over the course of the week. Right. Yeah. But if I give you, if I take Sunday off, let's say, and make that my Sabbath, but I'm giving you a hundred percent on Monday, a hundred percent on Tuesday. And then it even starts to go down. Sure. It, if, it, it if it starts to go down, yeah. I'm at hundred percent, hundred percent, 200. Let's say it goes down to 75%. I'm still giving you more of myself in three days than I am giving you running on empty. Wow, dude. Isn't that like, so yeah. like it, it gives simple purpose math. to it's simple <laughs> math. So like, real, yeah. But like I, I can give myself if I'm so tired, dude, mm-hmm. but I literally walk into Monday or I guess Sundays because Sundays are my biggest extrovert day. Jess right. has, right. Jess works all day at church and I'm a church wife and I go and hang out and, <laughs> um, I'm Jess's husband, uh, by name. <laughs> literally people are like, Oh yeah, Jess's husband. I'm like, yeah, yes, Jess's you. husband. Um, I love it. But if I were to go into Sundays without being mm-hmm. like refreshed, rested implosion, <laughs> oh yeah, catastrophic air. Yeah. Um. So yeah, dude. I just think that that's. Huh. I like to see things in numbers a lot too, and so if numbers don't lie, no, they don't. That makes that makes a whole lot of sense. All that to say, try mm. to forgive people if you can, and take a Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that easy. It, it could be that easy. <laughs> like, well, but but I mean, yeah, truly, uh, to just. It's like it's just your 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 car could have stalled out, right? And yeah. You're like I just got I gotta I just gotta tinker with a couple of things, and and shooting if that doesn't illustrate like where I'm at right now personally, mm-hmm. like oh I, I you know what let's just pull over the side of the road, um, <laughs> let's look at a couple of things yeah because um, I'm because I'm still moving forward you know like our marriage is better than it's ever been. Um, I love my career. Um, I, you know, we live in a, in a great place and Charlotte has made such a beautiful home for us. And, um, you know, we're surrounded by like some really good people and, and yet, you know, there's some warning lights on my dashboard that's like, I I think I need to address this. Yeah. And you might, you know, you might not want to address them, (laughs) but it might cost you something. It might. Yeah. It really might. And and oh gosh, is it, you know, taking this all the way back to like what a walk with Jesus like really looks like, what our spiritual life looks like. I think Bonhoeffer said you have, you, you go in this cycle from like seeing, you know, God does something crazy in your life or mm-hmm. you, you get a glimpse of beauty or of glory. That's just like undeniable. The Lord touched my life you know he did that to me in 2016 it was undeniable that like oh my gosh that was that was like god god is speaking to me god is talking to me Mm. i looked i looked myself in the mirror you know and one day after after a buddy of mine had shared his testimony with me and 
and we were playing some old worship songs and he was trying to like just encourage me in like the goodness of God and mm. and how that relates to music and my story. Um, and yeah, and I got up one day to go take a shower and, and I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, okay, I, I surrender. Mm. I, like, I mean it. And, um, and yeah, and I had a crazy encounter with God that day mm. and it was under, and it was undeniable. Um, and you know, so you, you, you move from this place of like seeing and, but then eventually just as Jesus does with his disciples, it's like you get to a place where it's like, okay, I need you to sacrifice. Hmm. Like, I need you to put your nets down. I need you to like get rid of the things that you think you needed to, you know, stack onto your life to have like a, you know, I'm actually going to call you to sacrifice. Like, Hmm. I'm actually going to like just walk, walk with me. And it might not be where you want to go. In fact, it's probably not where you want to go. It's probably not going to line up with all the plans that you made, you know, Ryan and your 31 year old wisdom. (laughs) Right. But, but you get through this period of sacrifice and then, um, and like that next part of the circle is like celebration Mm -hmm. is, is rest is, is a party is Sabbath is something sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, but man, you can, you can try and like hold on to that, that season. But I, I guess I'm coming to the grips of like, I've had that whole spectrum. I've like, you know, I've gone from that. Oh my gosh. Like the, the, big, the, <laughs> the enthusiastic baby Christian, yeah. you know, season of like the honeymoon season with God. Yeah. Like, Oh, everything's amazing. And you're providing for me in this and you're praying, you know, you're walking prayer circles around your neighborhood and you know, like, um, and and I've I had a I've had a really sweet I had a really sweet season with with God and in that time before meeting Charlotte and then I met Charlotte and that was so sweet right but then came like that period of like um, I don't know well right, right after encountering Jesus like I had to give up a lot of things mm. I was super into like smoking weed here in Colorado. I was like, cool. Like, let me just numb out to a bunch of hurt that, (laughs) that I'm going to carry from, you know, not having my singer songwriter career work out in LA. Um, and, and I, um, who did you, you had on last week? Uh, last week would have been Brock, but the week, so, Oh, like, okay. Last week actually, um, like, it's hard because sure. last week for this, it would be someone that I recorded, but like last week, who did I, uh, it would have been either Tyler or Jordan hunt. Oh. Uh, no, I think, I think I'm thinking you, you just mentioned, um, to me, well, I'll just say like, I've always like very much struggled with lust and I was exposed to pornography at a super young Wally. age. Wally. Okay. You know, and, and all of a sudden, I mean, there, there, there was like a lot of things where like a lot of those chains fell off easily, mm-hmm. but they're also like, they're all very real chains that just haven't, you know, magically disappeared. Yeah. Right. But Jesus calls you to like, Hey, sacrifice all those things you think are working for you, but they're actually not. Mm-hmm. Or, um, some other wise person says that, you know, it works, it works until it doesn't. Right. Yeah. But um, but anyways, and so I, so I've, I've moved past that sacrifice stage 
or through. It's not past, right? I moved through that sacrifice stage. I had an awesome like celebratory stage of like my mountaintop experience. But here, I feel like here I am like at the bottom again, the bottom of the mountain. And um, if you're there, if you're there too, and if you're listening and and you're like, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like I've kind of hit a rut. That's is normal. You know, your car accumulates mileage. Yeah. <laughs> it needs it needs work done. Yeah. And I just love the the analogy of like, okay, so right now you're in your actual car, you need to be filled up. Your tires do. Um and an oil light an oil it just lubricates things and make things work the way that it does. So like mm. you need to like be filled up but also just provide maintenance in in the smoothness of things like which comes from like man just showing up i think the hardest part about an oil change is like making time to get an oil change (laughs) pretty much yeah (laughs) you show up and it's like well it's kind of it how funny is it like you'll sit at home and spend an hour doing nothing but how inconvenient is it to go drop your car off at an hour and 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 spend an hour like i don't want to do that like (laughs) uh but the thing is like Mm. any and in the recognizing of the signs or acknowledge a recognizing and then also acknowledging and doing something about it is like such a thing. Like for you, I think, and it takes time. Like how, like never, never does the light come on and you're like, all right, next stop is AutoZone. Here we go. go. (laughs) It's like, how long can I go? Yeah. Until like, how long can it, can this go before? Is it that much of a big of a deal? Right. Is it that big of a deal? But like in your life, like right now you recognize that like the Lord is pressing me in this, the light's now blinking at me. Like it's God is saying here, Ryan, like your thumb, like him put my thumb on it. Um, but I think too, and I keep getting, and maybe it's because I'm engulfed in pregnancy right now, but like, I think the Lord has such a covering when it comes to pain of things that he wants done. Um, so we're called to mm-hmm. like reproduce. We're called to like, like fill the earth, like essentially like um, sex and babies are like a gift. A gift. Um, yeah. But p- childbirth is not comfortable at all. <laughs> it's painful. It sucks. It's the worst thing. But like I learned that there is an endorphin mm-hmm. that literally helps you to forget the pain as a woman, like Jess will have an Those, endorphin yeah. post yeah. that she wow. is going to go through a whole lot of pain to have this gift that comes. But then we get to live with the joy of a baby on the other end yeah. and God in his mercy and kindness through her nursing and her breastfeeding and skin to skin releases an endorphin that makes it so that, Hey, I want to do that again someday which is wild if you which think about is it, like wild like, i mean we as men we don't we can't truly grasp you know mitch is like here here we are like we can learn as much as possible right i but can like, do all the reading like, oh but gosh, i'm never gonna live that yeah but you i think i as i take that and i relate it to like your like situation hmm. um and i think anybody's situation but like with your dad like that's going to hurt and it's going to be hard, but then the fruit on the other side is going to make that pain worth it. And you'll probably even forget that, uh, that, that uncomfortable situation. You'll remember that it happened, but you won't resonate with the pain or like you won't feel the act of pain later, which makes you then come like there are women who literally I was talking with my buddy Keaton's wife, Chelsea, who just had a baby three weeks ago. And she was telling us a story of how 
like it was the weirdest, most out of body experience that she'd yeah. ever had. But two weeks after doing that, she looked at Keaton and said, We can make another baby. Like, let's do it. Let's have another baby. That's nuts to me. And like, <laughs> so she was able to com- forget wow. about the pain because wow. of the joy that she had on the other end. Right. And wanted to jump back into it. So then it's almost like this compounding interest thing of, um, okay, now you've forgiven your dad and you've trusted the Lord through that. Now you start looking for where can I do this other places? Because the, the dividends paid in and investing in that sucked at the, it's never fun to invest things. Like I don't want to take my money and put it on a bank in a, in a, 401k that I'm never going to see until Mm -hmm. 50 years from now. I want my money now. But then 50 years from now, I'm like, hey, tight. (laughs) Like, (laughs) where'd this come from? This is sick. Um, But like investing, it takes discipline. It's like you and I talked earlier about the instant gratification. Um, There's no instant gratification of of asking for forgiveness. The gratification no, comes down the road from the relationship right. being mended. Right. One, well, I mean, it just very like was just like ringing in my head right now. It's like for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, and and if that if that shouldn't be a, a, I mean, that's all the hallmark of our, like our, our faith. faith. Yeah. And, and that man, God, God loves us so much that he would, he would do the most painful thing, the most excruciating thing known to mankind for relationship, for relationship. And he had to humbly take on responsibility for things that he didn't do in order to wear that. So like, what does that say about like, if he can take on the sins of the world, how come I can't take on the sins of one person and just say or that's my, okay? Or my or own. My own. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Mic drop episode. Oh, just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, dude, I, we didn't really even, we're at an hour and 37 minutes. Oh, holy moly. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, we done flies, bro. Oh, gosh, okay. Well, uh, no, no, this is, this is great. We can keep going, but we just, we haven't t- touched on, and this is the, uh, this is literally the prayer that you and I prayed before we started was like, mm-hmm. include what needs to be included and exclude what does not. And like, you and I talked a whole lot about, I don't think that you and I had any plans even to talk about your dad um, coming in here. Maybe no, you did. Honestly, I didn't. I mean, uh, not really. I, I didn't know yeah. about your dad because we'd never talked about it, but here we are talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything that you, that you feel pressing that you're like, okay, I, I really, I want to share this. Um, um, because there are, I'm, I'm thinking to just different things that you and I have talked about, um, in the last couple of weeks. And I, I don't want to, the one story that I have, I told, I came home from Jess and I don't, and I'll, I'll, I came home and told Jess, I was like, right. So when you were dating the girl in LA oh, yeah. and how she introduced you, like <laughs> blew my mind. I literally, I, if you mm. I can tell it real quick, Spark Notes, if you don't want to, but you also no, 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 no. I, I kind of want you to. I, I, I was, I, I just mm. the way that 
that happened, I was like, I'd kill somebody. I would blow up. Um, so really quick, not even really quick, however long you want to take, but um, what do you think about what I just said? <laughs> what do you what do you have to say with what I with that? And uh, here you go. And uh, um, oh gosh, man. Um, well, I will. I yeah. So I I I will say like I have I've struggled with. Oh man. Okay. I'm sorry if I opened no. up a can of worms that you don't want to go down. No, 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 not, not, not at all. I like, I'll, I think, I think to, to just quickly say and try and package that. Um, I like, I have, I have all the love in the world for, for that girl. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of just the time that we got to spend together mm-hmm. and, and who we, I mean, who we were f- for each other and kind of, we got to run alongside each other for, for a season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but it, it was just glaringly obvious of like, Oh, this, this actually isn't, this isn't it. Or like for yeah. me, it was the first time where I was like, I, I don't know. We, we both had our own, our own passions. Um, she's a professional dancer, um, contemporary dancer in LA among, among other things. And I got to, um, I think play at intermission at one of her shows, and uh probably the like biggest crowd I've ever played in front of is like very cool experience all in all. Um just acoustic. But uh when I got to meet like her friends that she spent, you know, day in and day out with, um I was just I was just introduced as her friend, not as her boyfriend of, you know, three years. And that did that definitely hurt me. And thank God, I mean, it was just a, a wake up call. Just goes to show like um I don't know. Things aren't always going to be like, ah, relationships are just messy and, yeah. you know, and, and people might be in your life for a season and, and you might be something to someone, but they're actually, and, and your expectations of each other aren't, you know, the same, but, um, but yeah, but anyways, to, to just speak on that, um, it was, it was a good wake up, wake up call. Um, to like, okay, well, I guess, I guess I need to take care of my life. And I was like Mm -hmm. trying to plan my life around her life, Yeah, which wasn't the first time that I did that with a girl either. Um, I was also engaged, um, for a very short time, um, prior to that relationship with, with another girl who, um, I dropped out of college, uh, to, to follow. Um, and, and that didn't end up working out either. Um, and I will say like, like I, I was not very mature in this season at all. And I'd obviously not seen a a healthy marriage and I've never like known what that like really looked like. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but I think that was all the more, um, uh, that was a Ryan that didn't know who he was outside of, um, outside of a relationship or outside of, um, the affirmation from somebody else. And, hmm. and honestly, like before like that, yeah, I, sorry. Oh my gosh. Mumbling. No, you're great. My, my um, phone's blowing up. No, you're fine. Someone's trying to call me and I'm like, no, get off me. Sorry. There's, there's so much, so much affirmation I sought from other people, um, to affirm who I was and, and very, very simply and short, I think, okay, here's the bow. Here's the bow I'm tying on the package. Um, 
yeah, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to get that, that affirmation or that like deep sense of identity from anybody else besides God. Very, very short. I mean, that, that's, that's just the thing, right? Yeah. It's like, what, how was I hurt? Like by that girl? Yeah. It's because my identity wasn't what I thought it was Hmm. in, in the light of someone I was like putting all my chips in, right? All my faith was in this person, all my plans, all my love, all my hearts, um, was like invested, right? There's the invested word. I was invested in this one person in this one relationship. And, Oh, actually that like, that's not, that's not who you are. Your identity is actually different than, than what you thought. Hmm. And, um, I mean that very much like if, if that speaks to anyone else's story, like, I feel like we, we've all kind of been there and like, Oh, I, I thought I was this to this person. Actually I wasn't. And mm-hmm. now I don't know who I am anymore. Hmm. Um, and yeah. And I mean, I guess like truly the, the only person that's going to give that to you is God hmm. and is the way that Jesus sees you. Um, which, which is a relationship on of itself <laughs> that you need to spend time with him and like actually sit and quiet and Sabbath yeah. and rhythm and right. And to be like, yeah, okay, Lord, who, like, can you tell me who I am again? Because yeah. I, I can only really get this from you. Hmm. Yeah. Dang. You're, thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry that, that I kind of put you on blast. No, no, but we I got, just, we got there. We got there. <laughs> and I think what I love, um, is as we're even talking, I'm like thinking through like, okay, how do I, how do we wrap this up? How do I, yeah. put, like you said, put a yeah, bow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because that's the hardest part about these things is like you and I could just keep talking. Right. <laughs> like, uh, but. Well, you, you, you asked me. No, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say like one thing that I'm like being kind of challenged in is like it's afraid. Like it's un, like to be liked by people um, and like you don't ever want to step on toes and like Mm. part of me, like I won't, I think as a man, I think to like these things of like men love to be challenged. Mm. Like tell me that I can't. Um, right. But like we live in this also now this society of like, I'm comfortable and don't, don't offend me or I'll cancel you or don't like, like how you refer to me is offensive. And, I don't, so like I've walked this line of like, what can I say on here that might not offend people? I want people to like what they're listening to. Uh, But at the same time, like that doesn't do anything. That's stupid. You're right. And so we've talked about identity on this podcast. We've talked about forgiveness. We've talked about Sabbath. Like I want to, and this is the thing is, I'm also like on this realization that people don't probably don't even might not even listen this far into the podcast. <laughs> truly, like, and that's okay, and that's okay. But if you yeah. are listening to this like this far in, here's the thing: I I want to challenge you to really look at your life and yep. be like, where, yep. where, and like, do you want to be a man or a woman who d- sits in unforgiveness? No. Maybe yes or no. Do you want, but do you want to, do you want your identity to be in something other than, and I'm not perfect. Hear me. Nor am I. Like, but I, I do, I will say that I am willing to, um, to do some introspection and I have, I have, and there are things in my life that I still am, but I'm not perfect, but I would want to challenge you. Like if you're leading your family, do you want to be a man who 
runs on zero. Do you want to be a man who does not forgive? Do you want to be a woman who whose identity is built in her husband or built in her boyfriend? Like, do you right, want that? Right, yeah. And that, that's the things that you have to look at. But like, I want this podcast to be something that spurs growth, not something that um, pats people on the back uh, and like makes you feel comfortable. Like right. you, you came on here and were uncomfortable. I, I think that the people who are listening to this also they deserve to be uncomfortable. Like you yeah. like uncomfortableness is a gift because it drives change yep. and it, it spurs to the next thing. And, um, a horse gets kicked by a spur and goes faster and it hurts. Um, but they, they move forward in the direction that they, that the, they need to be going. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're listening to this, like look at yourself. Um, and from like here on out, like, I'm really like excited about this idea of, Man, I, I would love for people to come on here and like to share, but also to be able to like say, hey, Ryan, you're working on forgiveness and like you're doing this. So can you. Yeah, so can you. So can you. If yeah, Ryan's doing 100%. it, so can you. Um, if Ryan's talking about it, so can you. Um, and if you're not, I'm not sorry that you're like, like it sucks that you're like you're like you're when this maybe this sounds unkind but it truly comes from a place of like if you're not willing to do the work then don't complain about the results of not doing the work like as as like as like harsh as that is it's like if you don't like the situation and you're not willing to change it if you don't like that your girlfriend is your identity then and you're not willing to have a conversation with her or break up with her then the hurt that you feel is kind of self-imposed. Yeah. And there are things that are outside of your, outside of your control, but things that you can control and you're not willing to control them. That's your choice. Yeah. I mean, it's you, you need to stand up for yourself. Yeah. Which is something you and I've talked about is standing up for ourselves. Like, Hmm. I got on a soapbox just there. I got that's fine. That's fine. Let's go. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think, I think that, I mean, that's a great, that's a great place to, Let's leave it with a challenge. Yeah, like you know, like, like what what do you need to do like this week that would you know take one of those lights off your dashboard? Like mm. what do you need to do this week? And like and and be be encouraged because here you know here I am saying yeah like yes you can too. Like what do I need to do tomorrow? Well, Ryan, you need to call your dad. Hmm. And I will stand accountable here on this podcast in front of you, Mitch, to say, I'm going to call my dad tomorrow. Hmm. And I'm going to, like, take that first step. Hmm. Um, so what what can you do, like, this week to just um, – I won't go down this line. But like, uh, Jordan Peterson has uh, a book, 12 Rules for Life, and, yeah. and it's, uh, it's, it's good. But, but I mean, there, there's – he talks about and so in one of those chapters is like what is what is the next good like thing that mm. you can do mm. um and just and just starting just starting there yeah um, one good thing at a time yeah one step forward one step toward, i'm not saying like you have to do what ryan's doing and call that person that 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 you because they don't deserve your forgiveness you deserve forgiving them and like they like you for yourself like should forgive that and like them mm. also they they gain from you forgiving them as a repercussion, as a byproduct. Um, but selfishly, like you deserve it to for yourself to forgive. But like one step, like it, I'm not saying that that person has, you have to call them tomorrow, 
maybe you even just the idea of being open to it yeah is step one and see what goes from 100 percent. oh my gosh yeah and like maybe Spend it's some time identifying like you know what's hard is admitting stuff to yourself that like you're not proud of like i'm not proud that this person is my identity but i will recognize that they are and maybe you write it down right and when you put it down on paper it makes it real or you say it out loud maybe you put a voice memo on your phone and like you just say it and so that you hear it and that makes mm-hmm. it real and then it starts to grow from there but like man on that note i love the end of the challenge like what like for this week, thank you, Ryan. Uh, thank you for coming on and being vulnerable. Thank you for coming on and sharing, talking about the things that no one wants to talk about. Like we even like we didn't even talk about the fact that you just talk, like you talked about porn, and that you've wrestled with that. Like like Wally yeah. and I talked about it a little yeah. bit, um, a lot of bit. But like, man, men deal with that, and and if that's something that you wrestle with, like you're not too far gone. You're not broken, and you're not gross. You're a human. Um, and don't let shame tell you that otherwise because then you can't deal with it. That's right. Um, but what's one thing today that you can take onus, take take pride in the fact that you are the person that you are, whether that be the man of your family, the brother of your family, um, the husband, the boyfriend, the son, the son. Yeah. And become one step better that day. Yeah. Um I'd love for that challenge to just ring. Um, so on that, we will end it here and we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the over a drink podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the over a drink podcast and on Twitter at over underscore a underscore drink. Reach out and send me a message. I'd also like to encourage you to visit our website at theoveradrinkpodcast.com and sign up for our email newsletter. We're working on weaponizing testimonies here on this podcast and that isn't exclusive to those who are on the podcast. I'd love for you to send me an email at overadrinkpodcast at gmail.com with a written version of your testimony. I'll put it together in a blog format and then we send it out to everybody on that email list. And in an instant, your testimony will become a weapon. You never know what God is teaching you in your story that may affect somebody else's story. Finally, I want to invite you to join me in supporting this project. There will be a link in the episode notes to a platform called Buy Me a Coffee that will allow you to partner financially with the Over a Drink podcast on a monthly or one-time basis to help move the mission forward of reconfiguring societal norms of what a man should be. Keep an eye out for our next episode. Peace.